Hello, so this is our MEP Life with Judith Bunting, MEP for the South East of England and Caroline Vaden, MEP for the South West of England and Gibraltar. And this is a special episode outside of our usual run of things. And we want to respond today, hopefully Friday. We're recording this on Thursday the 5th. And we're responding to events in Westminster, which have been a little bit hairy over the last week or two. And we're very exciting the last day or two. So um, where are we at the moment, Caroline? So where are we? It's Thursday morning. There have been several votes in the House of Commons. Boris has lost them all. Yes. Um, So a vote to... Uh, require the government to ask Europe for an extension. And then the government tried to pass a vote to have a general election, which he lost. Um, So Johnson's had two days in Parliament. And so far, he's lost his first vote in the Commons. The first Prime Minister to do that since 1894. He's lost his parliamentary majority. He's had to deny his resigning. And then he's lost a further two key votes. So mm-hmm. how would you say that's going, Judith, in terms of starting a new job? Yeah, probably not everything he hoped for. But he's also, let us not forget, lost 23 MPs. So 21 rebelled. So we had a couple who came over to the Lib Dems uh, before the vote started. That was Sarah Woolaston and Philip Lee. Welcome. Then 21 rebelled and have been told that they are not welcome to stand for the Conservative Party. And in there we have people who you've heard of, like Kenneth Clark and Michael Heseltine and Nicholas Soames. Um, but you've also got people, I'm going to give a special mention to Richard Bennion, who was my rival in the last two elections. Right. Somebody who campaigned vigorously for Remain and then just turned on a sixpence and supported Theresa May for the last five and however many years it is. But he did stand up and rebel against the government um, this week and has been told he can't stand. So that'll be exciting. Um, it's just quite astonishing. It it's is extraordinary. I mean, Boris Johnson voted against Theresa May twice, mm. I think, didn't mm. he? And and what I think eight or nine of the current cabinet voted against the previous government. And yet yeah. as soon as anybody votes against them, they kick them out of the party. Kick them out of the party. So this is right. the end, or it appears to be the end, of One Nation Toryism. Um, a friend of a friend of mine said, we are the Brexit party now. And he is a Tory and he seemed quite pleased with this. We are the Brexit party now. And they are gunning to get the Brexit party votes, which is, I'm no conservative. I never have been. And I couldn't, because I grew up during the Thatcher era, I couldn't put a cross on a, in a conservative box to save my life. But I really do regret the loss of One Nation mm. Tories. You think back to people like Douglas Hurd, he wasn't a bad guy. No. Jeffrey Howe, he wasn't a bad guy. Um, and these guys who, uh, I mean, Philip Hammond, he gave the most amazing responses to questioning on the Today programme mm. this week. And he said he will not stand for having um, the, he will still stand as a candidate. Yeah. And he said, if they try and stop me doing that, we're in for one hell of a fight. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing it. I, I think we really have to salute those 21 Tory MPs who knew that that's what would happen. And, you know, these are people who've who've built up a career and, you know, put their lives into Parliament, worked hard for their constituents and, you know, are good at what they do. I mean, some of the best brains in the Conservative Party are involved in that group and, and yet they're prepared to just let them go so they can drive through this crazy pet project, which... Which is going to damage the country. Absolutely. It it feels quite demented to me at the moment. And I I think what's really interesting is looking at Boris Johnson's body language. Oh, yes. So 
When he came into power, he was all puffed up. He was really full of himself. I mean, and you this... should see Caroline now. She's doing puffed up really well. <laughs> so this is a man who has spent his life wanting to be prime minister. He's finally got there. He's in number 10. You know, he's standing there on the steps of Downing Street, thrilled to bits that his... His life of entitlement and privilege has finally ended at the door of number 10. And look at him last night on the front bench of the House of Commons, you know, losing vote after vote and and listening to those speeches talking about about what he's trying to do to the country. And and, and this proroguing parliament, we haven't even talked about that. What yes. do you think about that? Uh, I couldn't believe it. Basically, <laughs> parliament is the voice of the people. We voted for them. They represent us. If you silence Parliament, you are silencing the people. And I think it is the most shameful, shocking, um, childish, arrogant. I think that he and Dominic Cummings have not really thought this through. There is a strand of thinking in campaigning, which is pick one message and say it loud enough and just keep saying it and eventually people will believe you. And what they've found is that this doesn't actually work in the real world because if you're saying something which is so fundamentally wrong as we will leave with a no deal on the 31st of October or or nothing, that's it, we will leave. It is so fundamentally wrong that actually people can think for themselves and they can stand mm. up and fight and there are better brains out there than those two. And, well, at the moment... We're doing okay. At the moment, we're winning the votes. We're still waiting for the Queen to sign off the bill that was passed. And only at that point will anybody on the rebel side support the idea of a general election. And the reason for that is until the Queen signs off the bill that is passed, there is always the chance that Boris Johnson could agree to a general election on the 14th, 15th of mm. October and then change the date. Whereas if we get the Queen to sign off the bill, he can't change the date. And at that point, the question of a general election is back on the table. It all feels a little bit Hunger Games, doesn't it? The Rebel Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. I said I, I spoke to a, a huge rally in Exeter. I mean, one of the most amazing things we've seen this week are, are those rallies. I, I was really yes. pleased to see rallies right across the country yes. in small towns rather yes. than expecting everyone to get to London. And I think yes. somehow that was so much more powerful and it gave local people a voice. And it, and, and I stood on a bench in the pouring rain in Exeter and, 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 and said that... You know, to me, it's it's an authoritarian power grab by a man who is fuelled by his own ego and a dangerous, unelected backroom advisor. Yes. And it's, it's they a have total to be stopped. assault on our democracy. And yes. I, I think he got I think he got it very, very, very wrong. And, yes. and he's paying the price now. And long may it continue. Yeah. So, Caroline, what do the Liberal Democrats think about the prospect of a general election? Well, I think what we've seen in the House of Commons is is a fantastic cooperation between all the opposition parties. And it's a long time. I don't know if we've ever seen that, but mm. it's been really great to watch. Um, I think that starts to break down a little bit after uh, once this this bill has, has, you know, had royal assent um, and can't be um, changed. Uh, then we hear that Labour want to go for a general election. Um We've always said that we want a people's vote because we want the people to be able to have a direct say, yes or no, on, on, on the Brexit deal rather than muddling it up with a general election. But 
we we are in no doubt that we're going to make really significant gains if we have a general election. And, and I certainly think what I've seen this summer um, traveling around the southwest is that... Um, you know, the Liberal Democrats look set to do really, really well. I mean, Cornwall used to have six Liberal Democrat MPs. It now has six Conservative MPs. Anything could happen. Um, yeah. I and think if, if I think if Labour go for a general election, I I think we will support that. If that, if that looks like the way it's going to go, and then some, and then we make our policy very clear um, on where we stand on Brexit. We've always said we want to stop Brexit. We've been really clear about that. And that will be clear in a manifesto, won't it? And Absolutely. And basically, if we have with the first past the post, which is the system we have at the moment, if we make the gains that we may do, then definitely nobody, the Tories, neither the Tories nor the Labour Party are going to have a clear majority. No. And at that point, we could go for the good old government of national unity, the GNU, I look forward to being able to discuss a GNU in the future. <laughs> However, that's being a little frivolous. Um, but if we get the government of national unity, then we can get a people's vote. And it, this is because the people started this thing. We need to have the chance to finish it. But, you know, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Because let's just say we have a general election and it won't be a majority government. We all know that. So we could be looking at... Um, to, to form a majority in the House, we could be looking at Labour, the Liberal Democrats and the Scottish Nationalists and Greens as well, all coming together. Change UK, perhaps? Are they going to survive if, this? Yeah, if they have any MPs left. So quite a wide spectrum of parties, quite a big umbrella coming together. Uh, would there need to be a people's vote or would there just be, you know, there could be a push for revoking Article 50? There could. I suppose. All right, personally, we all personally, the Liberal Democrats, we want to stop Brexit. But there's a bit of me that thinks if we look to the future of the UK, a people's vote might be an easier way to bring people back together. But it depends. If the Leavers lose, will they accept it? What should be on the ballot paper? Are we willing to take the risk after all of this? So, yeah, watch this space. I don't know the answer to that. And I think a people's vote, you know, we we run the risk of, of having the same arguments again and repeating yes. the last referendum, which, you know, all that propaganda and, and the illegal yeah. spending and everything that went on there. I mean, that's quite a scary prospect to have to go back to that and rerun it. Um, I mean, you know, I'd like to see the Liberal Democrats get elected to a majority government um, on a platform of revoke Article 50, and then we can end the whole thing and start governing the country properly and addressing the issues which caused this in the first place. Yes, indeed, indeed. But and that would be, that's yes. my fantasy, <laughs> fantasy government. But also the really important thing there is the issues which caused this in the first place. And none of us, I mean, have no doubt that we understand some of the issues that caused this in the first place. Our only issue is that it isn't Europe's that's caused the issue. It's the, um, it's the policies at home. And what we need to be doing is to get into government and put those right. Mm. And I think we you know, we need to take a lesson from from the place where we sit. You know, we're sitting in a place where people have fought so hard to be in a democracy. Yes. You know, where people have overturned communism, where people have overturned fascism, and they're now so proud to be represented by a democratically elected government. And yet, we've got a prime minister who's trying to shut down his democratically elected government yes. to push through some right-wing extremist policy that's going to damage his country for a generation or more 
it it's no wonder they think we're barking mad. Yes. And yesterday when the uh, or the day before I've lost track of the days, but when the um when the first bill passed in parliament and we knew that we that the rebel alliance had taken control of the business of the house of commons, I had people I'd never heard of or seen before coming over going congratulations, congratulations. Yeah. They totally get it. Democracy mm. is all. Yeah. Here's to democracy. Here's to democracy. So we'll be back with you next week when even more will have changed and we'll have even more to talk about. So uh, this is Judith Bunting on Twitter. I'm Judith Bunting LD. I'm Judith M. Bunting MEP on Facebook. And on Instagram, I'm Judith Bunting. There might be an underscore in there somewhere, but you'll find me. And Caroline? Uh, on Twitter and Facebook, I'm Caroline Bowden. And on Instagram, Caroline Bowden MEP. See you next time.